Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we have the honor of having Rachel Rose joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Rachel. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Gemma, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. So, Rachel, can you please introduce yourself a little bit and then we will dive into the topic of the day. Sure. So I'm Rachel Rose. And as you can imagine, or as you can guess, I should say that I'm British. I'm based in London, very freezing London. And I'm a relationship and boundaries coach. And what I do is I help women who are very high achieving. So female entrepreneurs that are at the top of their niche, as well as corporate women who are also climbing their ladder to success, replicate the same success they have in their professional lives in their romantic lives as there's a lot of blockers there in terms of successful women being able to have it all and my mission is to completely demolish that belief <laughs> that's amazing and so useful thank you for doing that and as we are on real talk real women we are breaking the silence around abuse so I guess, and I know, that you have quite a story behind you that led you to help others achieve meeting real, true love and having healthy relationships. So how were your unhealthy relationships? What kind of abuse did you overcome? Yeah, sure. So, goodness, first of all, I had many, 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 many boyfriends. Um, I was ultimately looking for love outside of myself because I didn't, I wasn't looking internally. I didn't think it existed inside of myself. I thought someone else will love me for me instead of with me, you know, um, which is a really important nuance um, that I teach my clients. You know, no one is going to love you for you. You've got to do that work first yourself. But when you go out into the world and you're looking for someone to love you for you on behalf of you, you ultimately do attract narcissists or people with very heavy narcissistic traits. And so I was very much a, a magnet for that kind of man. Most of these men were very much looking for someone to leech on energetically. And I was, you know, we were the perfect combination. I was very happy to completely get rid of my boundaries. If I had any, I didn't have that many. Uh, but the few that I did have, I was happy to lay them down if it meant that I was making them happy. And so their happiness meant for me that the relationship was going well instead of actually asking myself, are they a good fit for me? You know, am I happy? Are my needs met? And, um, you know, that kind of internal thinking about how do I feel and, and what is it that's going to be good for me? It took a long time to establish. Uh, it felt like my relationship with, with men was was quite performative in a lot of different ways. Um, I led very much with my sexuality first. I led very much with beauty first, physical first, um, instead of really embracing the fact that I'm this, you know, unique spiritual being like we all are and having, loving myself first, you know, in that 360 view of, you know, loving everything about me rather than, you know, just these very superficial things. And um, and of course, that that came across, you know, that's what they accepted me for as well. They never really saw me. Um, and as a result, I was just basically used as part of their own narcissistic supply. So as long as I propped them up, as long as I was part of their their plan of, of um, you know, that inflated ego, then it was fine. The second that I had needs, the second that I asked for something for me, then there was an issue. So it really took 
going through that multiple times and you know it felt like I was meeting meeting the same soul but in different bodies like I was just meeting the same same version and um to an extent that was really comforting you know because I kind of knew what to expect you then develop these ideologies of oh you know men are just like this um because it's comforting you know you know what to expect there's no surprises and so even if it's painful you go ahead with it but there comes a turning point in your life where you realize actually is this really love like is this love is love supposed to hurt like this am I supposed to feel this low um and this is when I myself and I'm sure many women across the globe have decided actually something needs to change so my my next question I guess imagine that in the audience there is someone exactly like you who is a narcissist magnet and it's like relationship after relationship it's still a narcissist how do you figure out fast that it is a narcissistic abusive relationship before you are actually fully trapped and locked such a good question um some people or some if we're talking specifically about men but if in general narcissistic partners um they some of them will show you earlier than others the covert ones are extremely good um at hiding their traits and they can really go under the radar for so long we're talking years until you really realize that they are have had a hidden agenda, whether they're conscious of it or not the entire time. Um, you know, there are very typical things that you can see on Google, like um, as oh, if they have an inflated ego tick, if they, um, you know, they're, you know, very pomp, the, the pompous idea of a narcissist, but not all of them are like that. Um, you can notice one of the key things is the the love bombing aspect. Um, typically, for example, if someone who barely knows you is already declaring their love for you, you know, there are some, I've had uh, situations where men are already calling me wife and, you know, they, they don't even know my last name um, or they're already declaring, you know, I feel like you would have my kids. Like, um, this there's nothing cute about this. This is, it is abusive because it's trying to establish a bond with you ahead of time. Like it's trying to establish intimacy, the, the fast track way. And, um, you know, these kind of quick tactics, if you're not prepared for it, if you're not grounded in yourself, you latch onto it, you create this attachment bond just based off words or based off promises. And this is great for a narcissist because if you're already creating this bond with them, then it allows them to then, um, you know, continue to use you for narcissistic supply, continue to create a false sense of closeness enough for the, to benefit them and before they discard you, which is always ultimately what happens in this kind of dynamic. Um, so just keeping an eye on that and knowing that when you have your boundaries, it's very important for women to know one, what their key values are, like what are, what makes you you? What are your key values as a person? Because if you know that and you know what your boundaries are and you know what your deal breakers are and you you stand firm in that, right? There's no negotiating around those. Then when someone like a narcissist comes along and this is their bread and butter, they love it. After they've made an attachment with you, <clears throat> they are determined to break down your boundaries because their ultimate goal is to have control. And so uh, one of the ways that you can see this is, you know, if you tell a narcissist or an, uh, someone with very big narcissistic traits, 
the word no like if you tell them actually you know I don't want to do this or I'm not comfortable with this just watch the reaction because someone who is a genuine person who wants to know you for you who understands that someone having boundaries is someone healthy like boundaries are a very key quintessential part of any healthy relationship will respect that and respect you and will want to collaboratively come to a solution where you're both happy and both of your emotional needs are met um whereas you'll notice someone with narcissistic traits will perhaps go silent on you as a way of punishing you because how dare you have needs that do not align with theirs how dare you say no um they may um try and fight you there and then and just tell you actually how important their needs are like their needs are more important than yours and you know they don't have to even be in this aggressive way these are really really subtle so having these kind of things in mind that a, a person genuinely interested in you and genuinely who wants to be with another sovereign adult rather than an enmeshed couple who are codependent of each other wants you to want there to be contrast they want you to have differentiating views because they want to learn they want to build they want to be in a, a power couple with two sovereign human beings they don't want to take over you they you know uh, and particularly with a man they can lead a relationship if, if you're a woman who wants to sit in her feminine and have a man in his masculine lead they can lead without dominating you they can lead without um just stepping all over your boundaries so those are my tips i think yeah if you keep keep your eyes open for those kind of things then you should be able to filter through those kind of people and hopefully block delete move on <laughs> as soon as possible that these are amazing tips that you share here thank you rachel mm -hmm. in my experience i can also add a few others that may be also useful for the audience one of those is how they make you feel because when you feel valued, heard, acknowledged, um, loved, um, admired, you may be likely in front of a good person, like who loves you for yourself. When you feel less than ideal, not good enough, lower than him or her, not, not adequate, that you need to upgrade your game because you are not pleasing enough or things like that when you feel off you might likely not 100 of the case of course but you might be in front of someone with narcissistic traits so these are first of all uh, two first that i think of another one i can tell you from experience i have had two abusive also narcissist but many other things on top of that ex-husbands so i know 15 years of that kind of treatment and i also know 10 years on them of amazing treatment and one of the key difference is how do they address you when they wake up in the morning is it did you do my coffee did you do everything that you uh, mentioned that you would do? Did you give me the money that you promised that you would? Where are you at? Uh, what can I count of you? I mean, the, the, the version of the control, is that the version that they are waking up thinking of you? Did you actually behave as a good thing? A wife, whatever, but thing. Or 
as I have now for the last 10 years. How are you feeling? How did you sleep? How can I best support you? Is there anything I can do to make you feel better? Oh, you said that you feel better? That's not great yet. What can I do to make you feel good and great? Oh, wow. So that is Sasha to me. And I can tell you the difference. It's night and day. So if you have someone who cares about how good you feel and everything they can do to make you feel better, you are in front of someone who genuinely loves you for you. If you are in front of someone who is like, like, I need, I need, I need, I don't care about your needs. Did you do that for me? And that you are running to try to please. Eee. Observe your relationships and really ask yourself some key questions to know if that's good or not. Oh my goodness, such good examples. And it's just so true. Did you do that for me? You know, they haven't even asked you how you are or how you slept. Another thing I think is really similar to what your experience was, was I had an ex where I'm I'm one of these people that I'll wake up and I'll kiss my partner. That's just normal. That's automatic. Um, for, but for this person, they were already looking at their phone, like um, already scrolling through their emails. And I'm obviously awake. Like you hear me. I'm like, hello, I'm a human being. I'm awake. And they are not they're not breaking eye contact with their phone. They're just still doing what they need to do because their main focus is themselves. Their main focus is feeding themselves. And you and I love how you're talking about like, you know, do I feel lower than them? Someone who does that thinks that they are so much more superior than you that's not love that's not love is teamwork love is both people on equal footing love is like pouring into each other and and loving one another making sure each other okay not you know I'll deal with you like (laughs) it's crazy like this emotional stonewalling even though you're right in front of them I'll deal with you when I can you know you wouldn't even treat a child like that um so it's just it's incredible, isn't it? And the working minds of of someone with quite serious narcissistic traits is, is really interesting from a psychological point of view, but extremely painful if, if you're the person experiencing it firsthand. I love how this um, conversation goes because it's useful for the audience. Mm-hmm. So you started by stating the kind of um, of work that you do, and we are really in the nitty gritty of your line of work. Mm-hmm. Tell us how to reach out to you right now. And of course, if later on you upgrade, let me know so that I can update the description of that uh, episode, which is totally fine too. How can people reach out to you? Yes, of course. So I'm all over the place. So <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. So on Instagram, I am I am Rachel.rose. TikTok, I am I am Rachel Rose. Um, on Facebook, I'm Rachel Rose Online. And on YouTube, I'm Rachel Rose Online. And my website is Rachel Rose Online. So it's all all very similar. And I have a new show um for everyone listening. I think you're going to really enjoy it if you've enjoyed my conversation with Gemma um, and her lovely self today. It's called Self Made and Single. It's available on all the different platforms. And it's it's a lot like this, you know, other women who are, you know, smashing out the park professionally, but they're talking about their dating experiences from all types of um, cultural backgrounds, all types of places in the world, all different ages. Um, And it's really kind of like an on-demand mastermind for everybody across the globe to really learn 
you know, how are people navigating the dating scene? How are they navigating challenges like dating a narcissist, for example? So definitely check it out. Amazing. Tell us again, a second time, the name of the show. Of course, self-made and single. Oh, self-made and single. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. <laughs> self-made and single by Rachel Rose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rachel, it is such an honor to have you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom that you have acquired through so many years of hardship and pain and how you came out, you, you came out to actually give us those petal of rose. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank no, you. it's my pleasure, Gemma. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely.